Next on BYUSN, the season may be over for Cougar football, but the offseason is just getting started. We'll discuss what the chances are of a former coach returning to Provo. Women's soccer just hours away from the College Cup Final Four will preview the one-seed Cougars matchup against Stanford with head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Women's volleyball starts what they hope will be a significant NCAA tournament run tonight in the Smithfield House. Head coach Heather Olmstead previews the matchup with Weber State. And men's hoops climbs to number nine in Ken Palm. The latest on Foose as the Cougars take on Fresno State tonight is a win enough. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is December already. Can you believe it? Hopefully it's a December to remember. I am Jerem Jordan. Huge weekend of BYU sports, including tonight, a triple header of awesomeness that begins at 8.30 Eastern as women's soccer takes on Stanford in the Final Four. They're back in Cary, North Carolina. Can't wait for that. Women's volleyball starts the NCAA tournament, as mentioned. That is tonight at 9 Eastern. And then men's basketball ranked number 19 in the country takes on Fresno State, 9 Eastern as well. At 7 o'clock Mountain, or 9 Eastern, we've got three things going on. And so our question of the day is, what's your viewing setup for tonight's triple header on a mega Friday of BYU Sports? Hopefully you've got it all figured out. What game are you putting on the TV? Personally, that would be women's soccer for me. And, that, and that's while I call the women's volleyball match tonight, men's basketball. You've got options, and you've got technology, which is awesome. That brings us to today's Rise and Shout. It's time for What's Trending, baby. There's nothing quite like off-season rumors when it comes to BYU football coaching position vacancies, and here we are once again. As we know, offensive line coach Daryl Funk not returning, neither is Steve Clark as tight ends coach, and it didn't take very long for names to start popping up as potential fill-ins, including a former BYU offensive line coach, Jeff Grimes. Again, we're not saying that this is actually happening. This is pure speculation. There are some ideas out there. We're just going to discuss what if. So, Jerem, what if Jeff Grimes is the guy that comes back as offensive line coach? What would that do for BYU football? That'd be interesting, right? Uh, Mike Roach of 24-7 Sports uh, tweeted last night, according to sources, Jeff Grimes pulling his name out of consideration for the UTEP head coaching job. Of course, Griff, Jeff played there, so that's the interest, right? Um, Jeff Grimes could come back to BYU. Like, this could happen, um, which is – Super exciting because Jeff Grimes is one of the best O-line coaches in the country. He did an amazing job at LSU a couple of years ago. Uh, goes with, uh, you know, Dave Aranda over to Baylor. They win a, uh, you know, Big 12 uh, title in, in COVID. Jeff, of course, at, at BYU and doing amazing work. Aaron Roderick gets the offensive coordinator job. Jeff becomes a coordinator after like 25 years as an O-line coach. Certainly, if you're a coordinator, you want to be a coordinator elsewhere. And while Jeff was here, Aaron Roderick took over play calling duties in the middle of 2019. So, you know, it doesn't feel good per se uh, to, to be demoted in some way midseason like that. But if Jeff came back, and, and of, of course, if he came back, he wants to be here in, in spite of, you know, maybe what happened in 2019. But 
moved on, did a great job. I would love for this to happen because obviously the biggest issue with BYU football last year was the O-line. And Jeff Grimes is awesome. Other names that, uh, you know, we brought up the other day, Ryan Pugh and Garrett Tujan so yes. and so forth. I would say in terms of like street cred and best LinkedIn and whatnot, all three have a really good resume, but Jeff probably brings the best to the table at this moment. I would take all three, by the way. Oh, man. Or it, what I mean is any of the three. can't have all three. But I love this. Like if Jeff Grimes comes back for a third time now to BYU, that would be awesome, man. I would absolutely love this. I think this would be huge in recruiting where you're trying to pull guys in the portal right now. You're trying to keep certain guys – this would be big time for BYU if this could happen. Well, I know that there's natural speculation that, well, wouldn't that create drama because he was the offensive coordinator at BYU he ain't before? He ain't coming here, though, if – Exactly. Unless he if is okay with it. If it's presented as, okay, the position is offensive line coach and run game coordinator or whatever they decide to term it. Right. You can add some things to sort of – Incentivize it. Yes. Yes. For sure. There can be additional titles that take you up a pay scale and whatnot, but – He'll come Cl with the clarify there, like assistant head assistant coach. Assistant head, head coach, yeah. Like there are titles that by designation of how you fit into yes. a box allow you to make more money. And Jay Hill is an assistant coach, but you can have multiple. He's like, the, yeah, he's assistant the assistant head, head coach. coach. Yes. You can have multiple. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it an assistant head coach, you want to call it an associate head coach. You want to call it assistant to the head coach. <laughs> There's probably that too. Shout out to Dwight Schrute. If Jeff Grimes comes back, he understands what specifically this position is. It's not to call plays. And frankly, if he comes back and takes the job as the offensive line coach, he's telling everyone he doesn't want to call plays anymore, and he's totally okay with just coaching the offensive line and helping out in the other areas that Kalani Satake would need him to. It's long been my opinion and your opinion that BYU is in desperate need of a run game coordinator. This is what Jeff Grimes did in 2020 during the COVID spectacular. This is when it, I know he had an NFL running back and an NFL quarterback and an NFL receiver in Dax Mill. They helped create those people. And they had multiple NFL offensive linemen. Yes. But some of those offensive linemen were recruited by Jeff Grimes and coached and developed by Jeff Grimes. Yes. He's the disciplinarian and the accountability coach that I have been hoping for on the BYU offense side if it happens. So if they yeah. do indeed bring back Jeff Grimes – then this solves my whole issue because he could be the run game coordinator, he could be the disciplinarian, mm -hmm. and he could be the accountability coach, that loud voice that has the right amount of intimidation and what, what demands I, the right amount of respect. What did I say, Spence? It's got to be a deep voice coach. Yeah, and he absolutely Jeff, qualifies Jeff as that. going to get them hogs going. I cannot emphasize enough that this is – not something that has happened, and it is clear still speculation because there's – But it feels like it could, Spence. But when that happened last night and, and the tweet that you brought up, that he pulled his name out of the running for the head coach job at his alma mater, UTEP, it just started to feel like maybe there are real legs to this thing I, If Vegas had BYU. odds, I would say he's the favorite. For that's, sure. That's what it feels like. For sure. And, and isn't it fun that at that position, for some reason, we, we have multiple guys that were like, dude, if you got any of these guys, that would be awesome, that have experience here. Is there a place like BYU that re-recruits a coach back like this to the same degree? Like Robert and I came back and Grimes came back and 2J came back. And you, know, you know what I mean? It's a unique deal. Like, 
Like, BYU is unique yeah. in a lot of ways. But it feels like in the coaching game, there's not a – I mean, so Bobby Petrino goes back to Arkansas as the coordinator after being the head coach. Like, if Bronco ever came here as, like, a coordinator, that would be so weird to me. That one is weird, and there's a lot of weird about Bobby Petrino straight up. But, like <laughs> – Just don't this, ride motorcycles. This is <laughs> – that picture, dude. <laughs> that picture kills me every time. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, yeah. my so goodness. We'll see what happens, but it feels like this is escalating quickly. So we'll see. What if happens. Jeff Grimes is not the guy, just to throw this out there, Garrett 2J's at NC State. They're 9-3. and three. Yeah. He absolutely is a BYU guy. I know he was with the Bronco regime in large part, but mm-hmm. he's been separated from Bronco Mendenhall for three seasons now. He stayed at Virginia yeah. when Bronco left. He was the one coach that remained on the offensive staff. Mm. While everybody else left, they valued him a lot, and then he went to NC State. Where are you? So Garrett Tujay is also out there and very capable and available and is another accountability coach and another coach with a deep voice. I don't want a high-pitched, nasally guy like me as the (laughs) O-line coach. You know what I'm saying? All right. What are you doing? That's a fair point. He was at Abilene Christian, by the way. He was at Southern, Troy, and then BYU before that. Of course, Troy, we saw in 2020, came as the OC. Yes. With – Now, some people I know are wondering, okay, Jeff Grimes coached the tight ends at Baylor as well. So would that somehow factor in? I don't know. I don't think so. Just get him on. I I don't know. But I do know that if Jeff Grimes is the guy and it's just as the offensive line coach, that I I check a lot of boxes right there because he, he specializes. He is spectacular with the offensive line specifically. No arguments. It helps BYU immensely if that is the case. Garrett 2J, I feel the same way about in that regard. Uh, But the the administration knows Jeff Grimes already. Like, if if this happens and he wants to be back, then this is going to happen fast because you don't really have to vet him. He just left. You know exactly who he is and his character. If it's good, let's do it next week because you're trying to get guys out of the portal. You're trying to – signing days coming up. Let's go. Topic two. Huge weekend for BYU Sports, as we mentioned. Let's mm. through, uh, run through them, discuss what's going on. Women's soccer against Stanford. What kind of game do you expect in this one tonight? Stanford has allowed 10 goals all season. It's amazing. Which is just bonkers. Like That's an unbelievable number. Equally as unbelievable and impressive, BYU has scored 79 goals. This is just such a unique contrast of styles and strengths. So is BYU's offense so good that they can figure out Stanford's unbelievably stingy defense. 79 goals for BYU, 10 for Stanford. Someone asked me last night during a commercial break when I was hosting BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, what do you really think is going to happen tomorrow? And I said, this feels a lot like a game that's going to end 1-0. And it might be in double overtime. Or it might actually go to penalty kicks. Uh, at nil-nil. At nil-nil, yes. Yeah. A 1-1 or a nil-nil after regulation and double overtime. Stanford's defense is that good. BYU's got some awesome defenders as well. They have been a little bit uh, vulnerable in the back at times against potent offenses. It's been a minute, though. But their defense has really stepped up. By a minute, I mean 70 minutes. Okay. When North Carolina <laughs> scored three. <laughs> Man, what a fluke that was. That just, it was super weird. But, yeah, so the the defense has been a little vulnerable at times for BYU. Can they just stay square with Stanford and and maybe get that golden goal, whether that's in PKs or at at another time? This feels like a one-nil type game to me. Stanford is unbeaten in the last 35. They've allowed two goals in the last eight games, 16-2, by the way. Uh, They haven't lost a game this year, 19-0. They're undefeated. 
BYU obviously has lost a game or two, but uh, no, the Cougars are ready for this. Like BYU's never been more ready than for a game like this. My only fear with this game is that is BYU still riding the high of last Friday? Like that could affect you in this game if you're like still yeah. in that. We're gonna ask Jen Rock about that. Unless that gives you momentum and and uh, you know juice to know that you could come back. But like it's it's just you just need you need to have obviously a better start. Yes. You cannot. Be like, we're down 2-0, we're going to be fine. Like, that is so hard to come back from. And Stanford's defense is even better than, uh, than, than uh, North Carolina's. And Stanford Texas has Tech's. not given up two goals in a game this year. I know. That is stupid good. So, I'm excited for this one. Hopefully, BYU wins. And hopefully, Florida State wins. And then Monday, we're talking about BYU taking on the Seminoles. The revenge game. tour continues if come that on. is the case. Yeah, BYU can do it, though. They can win it tonight. Let's go. All right. Expect a low-scoring, hard-fought battle for it sure. It will be 4-3, then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Watch it happen. Watch it happen <laughs> that way. If any team scores a bunch of goals against Stanford, it will be It BYU. would be BYU, right? Yeah. BYU women's volleyball is 63-0 all-time against Weber State. Don't tell that to Heather Olmstead. 63 wins yeah. in 63 matches. The two match up tonight in the first round of the NCAA tournament for a shot to get to tomorrow night, which eventually will give one team the right to go back to the Sweet 16. It'll be either Georgia or Arizona State matching up against BYU or Weber State. We focus on the Cougars and Wildcats um, for now. What do you expect tonight? And pushing it forward, is it Sweet 16 or bust? Now, uh, get through tonight against Weber State team that was down – uh, 8-3 and 12-8 in the fifth set of the Big Sky title game. Scrappy, uh, interesting team whose best player, Danny Richens, played high school and club with Whitney Bauer. Okay. So there is a strong connection there. There you go. Weber State's head coach, Jeremy Larson, played at BYU on the 01 uh, national championship team as a backup setter. They know each other well. Weber State took BYU to 5 in 2021 in Provo. So different team, but I expect BYU to win tonight against Weber State, uh, probably in three, but who knows? Super scrappy Weber State team, right? It's the tourney. you got to be careful. BYU's been awesome on its home court this year, 12-1. Only lost to Kansas, who's also a four seed, and that was a tight match. So I do expect BYU to win. And then Georgia-Arizona State's going to be really good. Okay. Whoever comes out of that, Georgia's got the SEC Player of the Year in Sophie Fisher, and then Arizona State is the number nine serving team in the country. So you've got a challenge on your hand should you get to that second round. It's going to be a battle uh, tonight and tomorrow night for BYU. But at home? you got to win yeah, both. That's the thing. You've got to win both. That's the thing for me. Sweet 16. You earned the home seed. You earned the right to play in one of the most incredible dynamic venues in the sport of volleyball. Across any level of volleyball. I don't care. In the world. Like, the Smithfield House is that special to me. Like, it, it just, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So you got to protect home court. And BYU has a bad taste in their mouth from what happened against Kansas in the regular season finale at home. So protect home court you got to do it to get the Sweet 16. So it does feel that way. Let's go. Like, you're the home team. Do it. Women's Hoops at number 12 Utah tomorrow. Is this BYU's biggest road win opportunity all season? No, but it's close. It, it's very close. Because if BYU went up into Salt Lake City and took care of a Utah team that at one point was ranked in the top five before yeah. losing earlier this season to Baylor, then that would not only make up for what happened against Wyoming earlier this week for BYU women's basketball, it'd probably keep them receiving votes in the top 25 poll. Look at that 100, by the way, a game for Utah. Uh, yeah. The Utes, you want to round up, they're averaging 101 a game. And BYU's, down BYU's loss at Wyoming, not the same as Utah's loss at a ranked Baylor squad, right? Utah's very good. 
The only thing that does not make this the best or biggest road win opportunity is the fact that it doesn't feature Shaley Gonzalez. BYU's one of their legendary players is at Texas. BYU's going to play in Austin. To me, that is the single biggest road storyline all year. If and BYU can go to Texas, season. Yeah, yes, and when it happens, how it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, and who's in that game, that to me is the biggest road opportunity because of all the different emotional ties there. BYU matching up against a player who was so good for the Cougars in Provo for so long. So that's number one for me. Utah's probably number two, though. I would argue it's Utah, too, like uh, because of the rivalry, because you're one shot at them, right? Texas, you may see again in the WCC, or, or uh, sorry, the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> the Big 12 tournament. Texas is 10th in the country right now, plays UConn, by the way, Sunday. Baylor is not a road game, but they're ranked 13th in the mm-hmm. league. Kansas State is 14th. So you do have potential opportunities on the road to have some huge wins that will bolster your tournament resume. Yes. So, you know, pick Texas or Utah. You know, it's, it's one or the other, but uh, it is kind of your maybe last shot at Texas. You may not get to play Texas. So there's that side of things, too. 19th-ranked BYU men's basketball trying to remain perfect against Fresno State tonight in the home of the Utah Jazz, the Delta Center, an NBA venue. Fusini Traore not expected to play. So all of that said, if you don't have your best big man in the game, BYU's number 19 in the country is winning enough given the scenario of not being at full strength. And the Cougars are still favored by 14 and a half, knowing that Foose is out. It is not because you are playing way too efficient right now. Okay. And you didn't have Foose for the majority of NC State, and you didn't have a Tiki. This team showed us last week against better competition, Arizona State and NC State, that they, uh, it, out of the state, this is semi-away, right, 45 minutes north, that they can play really well in spite of a guy being out. And Foose is a huge piece. Like, his value, his usage to this team is high. But I expect BYU to win and win convincingly because this is a good team. This is not a good Foose in the gang. This isn't the Foose uh, Matthews band. This is Brigham <laughs> basketball, and uh, BYU is playing really well. Um, Fresno State gives up a high percentage from three. BYU is going to shoot it well shooting almost 34 threes a game. Then you got a, a guy like Enoch Bawachi, who's top 10 offensively and defensively in rating. Um, not putting up a double-double per se, but a 6'11 big. That, that, size. that is a concern. They have size. But Atiki and Ali uh, Khalifa are going to do a good job. I'm confident BYU wins by a double figure. Yeah, Mark Pope said last night the number one concern he has with Fresno State is their size. You know, and referencing those very numbers and stats right there. It just... If BYU can handle the size and figure out how to get Ali and Atiki in position to play good, solid defense, which they've done all year against teams that have been bigger in San Diego State and NC State. Yeah. Like, BYU's done it. This isn't going to be anything that BYU hasn't seen. I still need a double-digit win, though. I don't, I don't need BYU to win by 14.5 to cover. Like, if BYU... I need efficiency more than that. Like, the way BYU is playing, crazy efficient. That turns into a convincing sure. win. If BYU wins this game by... 10 or 11, awesome. Just get to 7-0, and stay ranked in the top 20, and get to a huge Evansville week next Tuesday, week. Then at, at Utah. Utah. Yes. Take care of business. Win by double figures. That's good enough for me. BYU's given an 89% chance to win. They're going to win this game. Yeah. I think they're going to do so by double figures. Yes. We have seen a 99% chance to win loss in the last couple years. For I, BYU. I hate so it you, so much. So you you got to be on guard either way, but convinced that BYU's going to win. Yeah. No more South Dakota on the schedule. <laughs> It was UVU. Oh, it was UVU? Oh. I think South Dakota was 98 or 99 as well. <laughs> there what? are two, and I hate that. I have flush. Those are flushable yeah. wipes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess adversity that helps you get stronger. Our question of the day. That's Tonight's BYU women's soccer. 
women's volleyball and men's basketball all play at the same time. So what's your viewing setup for tonight's triple header mega Friday of BYU I, sports? i got to figure out what I'm going to do while I'm calling the volleyball match. Yes. Can you have multiple computers <laughs> up? I, I'm like, just put that screen program, but this is actually uh, women's soccer. Yeah. You have a little monitor sometimes that's like sponsored reads. Can you have uh, a we game have put on that? Have my phone, my computer. I got to see the stats. Take though. an iPad yeah. from upstairs. Yeah. Oh, your five screen setup as you call the match. <laughs> Alex Beach on X says, I'll have BYU women's soccer game on my yep. TV. Yep. The basketball game on the TV. You have two TVs? Okay. The volleyball game on the tablet. And I might have the Pac-12 Conference Championship game on my phone, the smallest screen, he says. I'm hoping to watch that delayed later. Yeah. Okay. Go, We're going to Washington. Go Ducks in that one, yeah. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram. This is a good problem to try and figure out on a Friday night. Pioneers didn't have to deal with this, these kind of issues. Okay, men's basketball takes on Fresno State tonight, 9 Eastern in the Delta Center. On Big 12 now on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio pregame at 8 Eastern. Up next, we'll preview the College Cup semifinal with women's soccer head coach Jen Rockwood live from Cary, North Carolina. What does she think about overcoming the high emotions of beating North Carolina and getting ready? This is BYU Sports Nation. The defender goes far post and off the post and in! What a shot and score from Brecken Mozingo! She'll try it with the left and score it! We are live in Studio B on a mega Friday for BYU Sports. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Tonight, maybe the showcase game of the year if uh, across BYU Sports. We're talking about the College Cup, it is. right? The Final Four. And yesterday, Jerem and I had a chance to speak with head coach Jen Rockwood about getting emotionally ready for a second College Cup in three years. What you learned from the previous one that's going to help you this time around and how you get right after coming down from emotional high of beating North Carolina. Here we go, two-on-one with Jen Rockwood. Jen, on a scale of one to ten, how is the weather in Cary, North Carolina, compared to the inversion-riddled 32 degrees in Provo, Utah right now? Probably a nine or a ten out here. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. It's about 58 degrees, light breeze, um, trees everywhere, green grass. Um, it's a beautiful day. Have you come down from the high of Friday because it was unbelievable, but also you have a game to play and the hope of winning a national championship in the next couple of days? Yeah, I think everyone is still trying to, to process uh, the game on Friday night and the, the magical moment it was uh, in front of our fans to, to have that big comeback. But uh, I think we're all riding high from it. Um, it should bring a lot of confidence to our players uh, coming into this big game against Stanford. So um, hopefully, you know, they can keep that in their minds and know what they're capable of. What is the key to processing through that remarkable, improbable, incredible win to get right? Because I think most of BYU Sports Nation is just still stuck in the magic of what happened against North Carolina. So how do you process that and then adequately move on? Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about living in the present certainly all season. Um, and we know that uh, we were able to do what we did based on the process. And just our players are very familiar with what we're trying to do. They, they do a great job of reading on the game. We've got great leadership, great experience. And, uh, and today and, and for tomorrow, we're just focusing on what got us here. And that is doing the little things, doing them well, um, trying to put out the outside distraction. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of uh, excitement around us being here. Lots of family, friends, fans. 
So just kind of main focus, be intent in, in the things that we're thinking uh, and doing and uh, just be ready to go and be our very best tomorrow night. It should help that a lot of the players that played in 2021 in the College Cup are on this roster, are hungry to win it. You're going up against Stanford, who historically has been the bane of BYU's existence in this tournament, yet you knocked <laughs> them out in PKs last year. And this year, they've right. got one of the top defenses in the country. You're one of the top offenses. The goalie, Ryan Campbell, has the best goal against average. What do you think of that matchup of the great Stanford defense against the great BYU offense? Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a, a fantastic challenge for us. Is Stanford's only given up 10 goals. It has to be, like, number one in the country. Um, but, you know, the last three teams we played in the NCAA have also been one of the topping goals against, and, and we were able to find ways to score against them. We're, we're hoping that Stanford hasn't seen a team that attacks as well as we do, as dynamic and creative and coming from so many different people, both the starters and off the bench. So, uh, you know, they're obviously a very talented team. They're well coached. Um, they've been to the Final Four on many, many occasions. So I'm sure they're coming in very confident, uh, you know, being undefeated on the season. Um, but, you know, I think we're just trying to remind ourselves that we're, we scored 79 goals this season against some very good teams. Um, and if we focus on the process, continue to do what we do, and, and have belief that good things can happen. The legendary BYU women's soccer head coach Jen Rockwood is on BYU Sports Nation from the College Cup in Cary, North Carolina. Having experienced the College Cup recently, and this not being the first time for you and for, as Jerry mentioned, a number of your players, how was that advantageous this time around? Well, you know, I think the first time we went, you know, you're just kind of processing doing something that none of our other alumni or our former players have been able to do. And, and we were kind of just enjoying the moment of making there and being there. You know, it was kind of more familiar because we actually ended up playing at Santa Clara, against Santa Clara on their home field. Um, so I think it was a little bit different feel. I think because this group had been there and they played together for so long and having the season of, you know, kind of being a top five, top 10 team all year, I think there's a different set of expectations here. And, and that is that, you know, they came here to, to play well and beat Stanford and then and win a national championship. And that has been their goal from the beginning. We certainly know that uh, it's going to be a tough road ahead of us, but I think these guys are, are battle ready. They've been resilient. They're confident. And, you know, we'll see what happens. You've told us that this team is special in many ways and that they embrace the idea of, hey, let's go win a national championship. Let's be a one seed and host so we don't have to go to North Carolina. And, and like last year, you know, they bounce us. You bounce them out of the tournament. Now you're back in North Carolina, ironically enough, where last year you had uh, some success but ended the season. So what is the special sauce of this group that could put them over the edge and perhaps capture your first national championship? Yeah, I, I think that their ability to play uh, with each other, their familiarity with each other and, and how they play. And, and everyone is, um, you know, on the field in soccer, there's no timeout. So you have to have that leadership and that experience on the field. They have to be able to adapt in different situations, different scenarios, um, find different gaps, different spaces, uh, find advantages on the field where we can attack. And this team has been doing that all, all year. We've, we've played against a lot of great defenses. We've played against different formations, you know, some different special players. We played about some unbelievable goalkeepers this year, um, and we've still found ways to put the ball in the back of the net. And I think the other great thing about this team is that the depth of our bench, um, we're deeper than we've ever been. I mean, we've got two girls coming off the bench that have 10 goals and assists. I mean, I don't think there's many teams out there that ever have had that type of attack coming off the bench. That's certainly what helped us um, outdo uh, UNC 
um, who's also always known for the depth of their bench. But I think that's a huge advantage for us for this weekend. Let's talk about some of those individuals who you rely on so heavily, who are also two of the 15 semifinalists for the Mac Herman Trophy, which is the Heisman Trophy of college soccer. It's awesome. We'll start with Brecken Mozingo. What has Brecken meant to this BYU squad this year? And frankly, what makes her so special? Yeah, Brecken obviously has, has had an amazing uh, senior year for us. She's, she's really find a, found a way to believe in herself and find her confidence. She's, she's our hardest critic, and, uh, but she's been able to battle through that mentally. And, and all these girls have worked a lot, not just physically, but also on their mental strength. And, um, and, and, and again, finding their cues, reminding them of their strengths. Um, but Brecken's someone that we can find the ball. She can find the pockets of space wherever that is based on our formation. That allows us to, to have her have the freedom to move and roam throughout the field. Uh, our team looks for her specifically because when she gets touches on the ball, she obviously can make some fantastic things happen. Uh, she's got a lot of assists for us this year. So she's not only dangerous with her shot, with her set pieces, uh, but also in the creativity that she can put the ball in the box and, and get her teammates on the end of it. I loved last week in preparing for the broadcast that you said, hey, and she even smiles now during the games. Like, she has <laughs> found a little more joy, right? <laughs> and then Lava, Leveni Vaca, goes sleeveless Friday night, like Tongan tough, right? She's been really good on the back end as well. Yeah, you know, Lava has had an amazing career for us. We brought Lava in as a freshman, and, and uh, you know, she got to, to be trained by some of the top defenders in the country her freshman year, and then kind of took over that mantle her since her sophomore year she's kind of been the boss of our back line uh, and everything kind of goes through her we're allowed to play out of the back as much and as well as we do because we trust the ball at lava's feet and allow her to make those decisions so um you know not only is she a fantastic defender a 1v1 defender a shot blocker but as i mentioned our ability to control the ball and to take tempo uh, it kind of comes through her we play out of the back and a lot of teams don't do that very much these days Jen, we'll finish with Bella Felino, who had the best week ever. I mean, she gets engaged. <laughs> she has a brace in that crazy comeback. Uh, just wild. So she's celebrating the North Carolina win and some things in her personal life. And then she's named the Elite 90 Award recipient for having the highest GPA of any athlete at the College Cup. How do you bring Bella back down to uh, get, get her ready for the game against Stanford? Yeah, it's, uh, we're so excited for Bella. What a career she has had. For BYU, she set such a high standard both on and off the field for, for everyone. And, and you know, Bella is a humble, hardworking kid. So I don't think she's going to let anything go to her head. She stays down to earth. She stays focused. You know, uh, Bella as a forward is also one of our hardest working defenders. And, and that's one reason that she has to be on the field for us. Obviously, she has scored some unbelievable goals. But Bella's ability to fight and defend at the rate and, and the tenacity that she does really sets the tone for our press and our defense. And obviously, if we can win the ball closer up the field, then Bella's going to be in front of the goal, and she's our best finisher in front of the goal. Jen, she's got a 4.0 GPA, and frankly, you've got a 4.0 GPA and a master's and a doctorate in coaching soccer. So uh, well done to all of you. We're so excited to watch you play against Stanford. We're sending you all the BYU all Sports Station it. karma we can muster for Provo. Awesome. Love it, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Jen Rockwood on BYU Sports Station. Big one tonight. College Cup semifinal. You can uh, watch it on ESPNU. Listen on BYU Radio, 830 Eastern tonight. Let's go. Up next, 
The punter, y'all, Ryan Rico, has accepted an invitation to a college football all-star game. What are the chances he gets drafted into the NFL? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out your Friday headlines. One seed women's soccer plays two seed Stanford tonight in the College Cup semifinals in Cary, North Carolina, 8.30 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Jen Rockwood and the Cougs look to advance to their second national championship game in program history. BYU beat Stanford 5-4 in penalty kicks last season to get to the Sweet 16. The winner of tonight's game gets Florida State or Clemson on Monday night. Four-seed BYU women's volleyball will host Weber State in the first round of the NCAA tournament tonight at the historic Smithfield House. 9 Eastern, watch it on ESPN+. BYU 12-1 at home on the season, 32-6 all-time at home in the NCAA tournament. How about that? If BYU wins tonight, they will take on the winner of five-seed Arizona State and Georgia on Saturday night. Number 19 men's basketball plays Fresno State, 9 Eastern in the Delta Center. BYU, one of 18 remaining undefeated teams in the country, look to get to 7-0. Pre-game at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. The game is on ESPN Plus as well at 9 Eastern. BYU women's basketball road tripping tomorrow against 12th-ranked Utah. The Cougars trying to bounce back after a tough loss on the road at Wyoming. Earlier this week, you can listen to the game 9 Eastern live on BYU Radio. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner and the Niners play the Eagles. That's a big game. Tyler Algier and the Falcons play Zach Wilson and the Jets. Puka Nakua and the Rams. Ocione Takitaki and the Browns. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and Daniel Sorensen of the Saints play the Lions. More from Cougars in the NFL, including Michael Davis and the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego taking on Bill Belichick's lowly New England Patriots. Can't believe I'm saying Trying to get that. Caleb Williams. Blake Freeland and the Indianapolis Colts match up with the Tennessee Titans. Chris Brooks and the Miami Dolphins will face Dax Milne's Washington Commanders. And Zane Anderson and the Green Bay Packers have the distinct privilege of trying to upset Andy Reid's Kansas City Chiefs. And Matt Bushman is well on the practice squad, though. Zane against his old team, right? Yes. BYU punter Ryan Rico has accepted an invitation to come to a barbecue at my house and play in the East-West Shrine Bowl. The game is on February 1st in Frisco, Texas. I have yet to tell Ryan about Oh, I was going to say, Yeah. make sure you have only the <laughs> finest meats and cheeses yes, available. in all you. the land. BYU men's and women's track and field begin the indoor track and field season tomorrow as the Cougars head to Boston University to compete at the Sharon Collier Danville season opener. I love the names of the track and field events. Yeah, my brother-in-law got a PhD from BU. Did so he really? We like the Terriers in our family. No wonder he's so successful. He's very successful. That's, that's legitimate. Absolutely. Those are today's headlines. Now some opinions in the whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Now that we know Ryan Rico's going to the Shrine Bowl, what kind of chance do you give him to be drafted? He's going to impress people in the Shrine Bowl. And we're going to hear about what a huge leg that Ryan Rico has. It's going to be awesome. He's already got decent draft stock and nice NFL interest. I think this is what pushes him over the edge. I think he could be drafted in the sixth or seventh round. There is a chance that he is. Uh, it's a bigger chance that he is not because most teams don't want to use a pick on a punter. Sure. But, the, but Ryan Rico is an NFL punter. Like, he's going to play for many years in the league, which is exciting. This would be – is this kind of our first guy in that situation since Lee Johnson? It has feels that way. Has anybody else uh, special teamer in that way? 
Not that has like made yeah. a name so enough to be in the NFL. He's the modern Lee Johnson in that regard. Didn't kick field goals like Lee. Didn't blow out light bulbs at Wyoming in the scoreboard like Lee. Take that. Or be barefoot like Lee. But Ryan Rico has had a tremendous career. We're gonna we're gonna miss him. He's such a weapon, and he'll be a weapon for an NFL team. BYU basketball up to number nine in the Ken Palm ratings. This is crazy. We've asked it before, but let's ask it again. Will it get better than this for BYU men's basketball? There's a chance you play in Fresno State and Evansville. You could have some really efficient games, and then you're playing more of a grinder maybe at Utah. So I, I think there's a chance. There's still a little bit of room there. Yeah. I, again, once you get that high, it's by nature of the beast just more difficult to move up because there's not as much room to move up. But yeah, BYU, if they play well over the next two games, let's say they blow out Fresno State and Evansville specifically, they could be like number seven going into the Utah game. It's about efficiency. It's not an opinion poll in Ken Palm. It's offensive efficiency and defensive just, efficiency. Exactly. Points per 100 possessions, points allowed per 100 possessions, and that difference is the number. Okay, last but not least, who are you rooting for in the Big 12 title game, Texas or Oklahoma State? I'm all in on Sark in Texas. I'm rooting for the BYU guy. I know that some of you are like, no, 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 root for the Big 12 conference. Root for the legacy team that's remaining. No, I got to go with my BYU guy, Sark. I, I'm pulling for Texas. I would like to see Texas in the college football playoff because they're still part of the Big 12. I'd like the Big 12 to have a representative in the college football playoff. I uh, don't care about either of those things you just said. I am, <laughs> I am going for Oklahoma State. What? Because we will hang a banner that said, led 24-6 at halftime. <laughs> this week's Deep Blue Podcast with Jason Shepard features Oklahoma State women's basketball player, Lior Garzon from Big 12 Media Days. Uh, Garzon is from Israel. She discussed the situation back home, how her faith helps her through it. You can listen to the Deep Blue Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Really cool story. The head coach of BYU Women's Volleyball, Heather Olmstead, has made her way to Studio B to preview the Cougars' first round matchup tonight in the Smithfield House against Weber State. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. It's blocked by Lee. On fire, man. Howard had enough. The points for Livingston and BYU. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. Look at, look at the shoe game today. Let's go. The, uh, Which the, one are those? The again? Air Jordan 6 Tinker Hatfield. The Air Six the Jordan the Six heck Tinker. Did you just say yeah. Tinker Hatfield? He's the dude that designed the Jordans. Tinker that's, that's Hatfield. The name that's of the guy that designed the Air Jordans. Yes. Wow. Tinker that? Hatfield. Never heard that. Let's go. Tinkerbell Hatfield. <laughs> this is not important. What's really important? Oh, we're back. The fact that we have the head coach of BYU Women's Volleyball. Also bringing the drip. Who has absolutely got the shoe game on point? Heather Holmes said. The well, jacket, the yeah. jeans, the shoe. Let's go. Thanks for having me. It's game day, right? Yeah, game day. Tournament. Let's go. Look. Yeah. yeah. yeah Fired up. Yeah. Fired up. All right. You've been in this situation a lot, Heather. Like you're a veteran to the tournament. You've coached in and participated in many ways, a lot of NCAA tournament matches. So what makes this one unique, given that BYU is coming out of the Big 12 for the first time as a four seed? Yeah, I don't know. I think. If it's because we didn't host last year, if we have a lot of freshmen, the excitement on Selection Sunday, <laughs> the anticipation of waiting is maybe because we were the last name on the bracket. 
It was off the charts exciting, nervous, nerve-wracking. Are we going to host? Are we not going to host? So I think a combination of things make the opportunity for us to be at home this weekend just really exciting for our group. The body of work that they've done throughout this whole season, the focus that they've had, I think it's just all around exciting to bring such great volleyball to Provo for our community. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, the first game is going to be so fun. Georgia, Arizona yeah. State is big time. And then you play Weaver State. You haven't played them since 21. Yep. It's a different team that you played. But they were down 5-0, 8-3, 12-8 in the fifth set, and they won the Big Sky. And they come in with some confidence, and they're hoping to win for the first time ever against BYU. Tonight. Absolutely. I mean, what a, what a great showing by Weaver State in the Big Sky Conference Tournament to, to win three matches mm. with their backs against the wall. Any team that's coming in like that and you have to play a team that's, that's grinded and had some adversity, they're dangerous. And you can see that just across the board yesterday. Half the brackets seemed like it started last night. Our team was watching the matches. There Everyone were four-seeded teams that lost last night. It, it's it's yeah. happening. It's the tournament, and it, it's you can't take anything for granted. Being at home, on the road, everybody's ready to play in the tournament. It's the magic of the NCAA tournament. So we've got a great opponent in Weber State. Jeremiah Larson does a great job. Their team is ready. And again, they, they won three matches to get here. So, you know, they're going to be ready. We're getting our team, you know, ready to just play a great opponent. And it's an in-state rival, so there's some emotions and there's some excitement. And, and then you have to focus on, on one match at a time with another match going on before you. But, you know, we've asked our team to trust that, that we'll figure out um, what happens should we be lucky enough to advance tonight? And Whitney Bauer looks over the net and she sees one of her best friends Former from her teammate club, uh, Danny Richens, so that'll be fun as well. So you mentioned your team watching other squads already compete. Yeah. Is that in some way advantageous for your team to, to watch matches before they actually go into their tournament game? Yeah, no, we've actually asked our team to trust our staff. Dave Height, Johnny Neal do a great job. We'll, we'll be prepping for should we advance if – one of those two teams we would happen to play, but our team won't watch that match. We'll just focus on Weber State. The staff will get ready and scout us a quick turnaround for tomorrow should you advance. We know that. We've been here. We've done that. We have a, a blueprint for that, so we've asked our team to, to trust us, and they'll just be getting ready for Weber State at, you know, after the first match, whenever they say game on, we'll, we'll be ready to play, and then we'll go from there. How has this team emotionally kind of rebounded um, losing the last home match senior night to Kansas yet hey, you host and you're back home, you have an opportunity to end on a really high note at home. Yeah. A special group of seniors. Too. Absolutely. I want to just mention, you know, both Whitney's, my, my, Aria, the senior leadership that we have, the ability to focus, the ability to go on the road, you know, during Thanksgiving week, play two tough road games. Two out of our three last matches were tournament teams, and they've just done a great job leading our team, getting us focused, staying in the present. If you add up all their years, I think I added it up of playing collegiate volleyball. It was like 21 or 22 years of playing collegiate volleyball. That's special. With COVID, you may never have a group like that. Ever again, you know, and then you add Aaron Livingston on top of that with being a fifth year. It's just, it's a special group of senior leadership and they understand how special it is to host and be at home. They've put in the work, they've grinded through the big 12. Um, you know, we've learned a lot, uh, home wins, home losses, home away wins, away losses, and we've just tried to stay steady through it all and just know that we want to be our best at the end of the year, and that's this weekend because it's win or go home. I'm guessing my mind wants uh, Arizona State as a former Arizona Wildcat, but we'll see. Get there and then we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Heather, as you look back on year one of the Big 12 and you assess what your team went through, it's a grind for sure. And taking nothing away from the West Coast Conference, because I know you faced some quality programs in the WCC for a lot of years. It's a good conference, but the Big 12 is another level. So how does going through the Big 12 campaign prepare you for the NCAA tournament in a way that maybe the WCC couldn't? 
Yeah, just I mentioned playing two out of the three last matches, tournament teams that are in the tournament. That's going to help you have confidence. We, we played great last week at, at West Virginia and TCU, and that really gave us confidence to go on the road and play well and stick to our, our team, staying in the present and focusing. So I, I think it's exciting. I think we're looking a little bit more long-term over time. What's, what are we going to learn from being in the Big 12? It's to be determined, right? Let's see what happens this weekend. We've learned a lot of lessons about this group and our team, but I think long-term – playing in the Big 12 and playing these teams uh, year in and year out, we're going to see uh, some benefits from that as, as we just look forward to the future and, and this year, particularly trying to be the very best we can in this year's NCAA tournament with a lot of exciting teams. And playing a tough schedule, seven of the 14 went to the tourney. It's like every it's other great. game in the league, you're playing a tourney team. And then in the first round, you're 8-0 as head coach. What is it about the preparation that you and your staff have done to be perfect in this round? I think just the excitement and being able to – to have your team ready to go for that first round. We've played at home a lot, so that's been beneficial. Um, but I think just Dave and Johnny and myself do a good job getting our team focused on, this is what our strengths are. This is what we've done, done really well this year. Let's maximize those. Let's focus on us. We've, we've tried to not focus on opponents all year and just maybe take tidbits of, hey, this is, this is who we've got to defend and how and why. But if we play to our strengths, we're going to be really yeah. good over time. And we want to be good over time. That's our goal always, be good over time and see how good this group can be this year. You're going to have some new viewers tonight. It is what it is. Like, there are, there are the volleyball junkies that are with you and the BYU sports junkies, but, like, you're going to have some eyeballs that are like, oh, it's an NCAA tournament match I'm, I'm going to watch. So if they haven't seen BYU play, you're just talking about the strengths. How would you explain what your team is doing best right now and a scouting report on your team in 15 seconds? Yeah, last week, especially offensively, I think Winnie Bauer setting the offense, the distribution. She's getting the right people the ball at the right time, and she's just got a knack for that. And so we've got this senior leader setter who's doing a great job. I think serving, we're getting teams in trouble with our serve and, and, and then our blocks able to control at the net. So I think overall our, our block defense and our serving and our ability just to hang with teams is good, and we were really good offensively last week. Yeah, when the offense is clicking, it's awesome because your blocking and serving is, yep. is kind of the bread and butter. So yep. it'll be fun to watch tonight. We appreciate you coming in. And, uh, again, 9 Eastern time against Weber, Weber State. Best of luck. All the karma. All the karma. I'll take it. All the karma. Tonight. <laughs> take and it. tomorrow. And I want to shout out Jen Rockwood. Good luck, College Cup. Yes. Uh, soccer. Absolutely. They're firing us up. They're getting us pumped up and yep. all, all sports at BYU. So good and, luck to Jen. And you guys were watching we the were, game last we, Friday. It motivated us for Saturday's match. Yeah. We were just so excited. So good luck to soccer. We're big fans. Yeah. Let's 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 not go down 3-0 though. Let's just start stronger. <laughs> whatever then, it takes. Whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah, let's go. Okay, awesome. again, uh, check out women's volleyball tonight. BYU taking on Weber State, first round NCAA tournament. Whitney Bauer and the gang. You can watch it on ESPN Plus tonight. What's your viewing setup like tonight as you watch women's volleyball take on Weber State and BYU women's soccer in the College Cup and men's basketball against Fresno State? How are you going to consume all of this? More of your answers on the way on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. You can download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And uh, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and review it as well. The United Soccer Coaches have named BYU women's soccer seniors Brecken Mozingo, Laveni Vaca, and Olivia Wade Katoa Big time. as All-Americans. Mozingo and Vaca pick up All-America first-team honors. First team! Let's go! And Wade Katoa, a third-team honor. Congratulations to those three super seniors on Jen Rockwood's squad. Big time. BYU, all the chips in with this team, with this group, for this run. 
So win tonight. Win tonight. Get on, to dude. Monday. Yeah. Our question that, of the that day. That means a lot for our program if BYU wins tonight. It does. By the way. We'll see you yeah. in North Carolina if they win tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Tonight's women's soccer, women's volleyball, and men's basketball games. Again, if you haven't been paying attention, they all play at the same time tonight. It's a mega Friday. So what's your viewing setup for tonight's triple header mega Friday of BYU Athletics? Yeah, we're going triple header mega Friday. Let's go with it. Let's do it. Mega triple Friday header. <laughs> Thomas LeBaron on Instagram says, watching men's basketball on TV, soccer on my laptop, volleyball on my phone. Go Cougs. Mike Perkins on Facebook. Yep. By the way, there are no wrong answers. No. Just have all three going on something. Three phones. Great. Mm-hmm. Three tablets. Three TV. Great. Mike Perkins on Facebook. I will be at basketball. We'll watch soccer on my phone. Need to sell my volleyball tickets. <laughs> and we'll watch at home afterwards. Too many options. Why are they all at the same time? I know. Think about the crossover here. Because volleyball has to make the tournament for this to happen. Soccer has to go to the, co- to the college cup and go to the college cup for this to happen. Yes. So this is a special night and weekend for BYU Sportsman. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated from Troy Sylvester in on Facebook. Sylvester? Who, who says soccer is the most important tonight, close to a national title. Agreed. Then volleyball, it's the tournament. Mm-hmm. Then men's basketball. So Amen. main TV has soccer. Yep. I'll roll in an extra TV I have for volleyball. Love it. Keep track of the men's basketball game on my phone. Ah, you need a tablet. Go or, yeah. Well, phone is good too, yeah. But not like stats. you got to have the feed. Yeah, yeah I'm, I almost want a dual phone setup so I can follow, you know, college football, especially specifically BYU position coach uh, Twitter rumors, <laughs> <laughs> and then have the three set of soccer TV, you know, volleyball it's, on computer, men's awesome, basketball man. on another TV. Yeah, let's go, man. Tonight's great. Like, if you're a – you're a, and if you watch this show, you're like a total BYU sports fan, right, because we cover all the sports here. Tonight's – the peak. It's a special of the night. Entire year. Yes, special. One night. of the greatest nights in BYU overall sports history in terms of, you know, NCAA tournaments and whatnot. Let's go. Today's rise and shout out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's tied into what you just said. Yeah, just huge weekend. Hopefully BYU wins all of them. Let's go. Go four and zero in these games this weekend. Let's make it a mega victory. I take three and one too, but I want four and zero. Our thanks to today's guests, Jen Rockwood and Heather Olmstead. A couple of head coaches on the show. Sorry to Dennis, ran out of time. You didn't play in any NCAA tournaments. <laughs> for Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Camry Willardson. We'll see you tonight for volleyball, soccer, and basketball. All on ESPN Plus. Go Kooks. Ball night.